Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of this year's show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number four, Rituals We Couldn't Live Without. So welcome back to Becoming Better. Uh, This is Chris. I'm here with my lovely, my smart, my... Do it again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So welcome back to Becoming Better. This is Chris. I'm here with Arden Nordstrom, my wonderful co-host on the podcast. We have a quick update from last week. Last week, we were at 84 countries tuned into the podcast. Now we're at 94. We just checked the analytics. So we are, we have got the ball rolling on this show. So you chose this week's topic, Arden. I did. So, I mean, it's a pretty timely topic, I think, because you just talked to David Allen. And he's, the man himself. Yeah, the guy who the wrote fella. Getting Stuff Done. And I've, I've, I've wanted to do this episode about things that we do every day and every week to, to really how, how, we, how we dive into our work. So the rituals around what we do. So why should people listen to us? So if anybody follows what you have done for the last few years, I mean, you've been experimenting with all sorts of different kinds of rituals since day one of a year of productivity. I mean, you've done the whole getting up at 5.30 thing, the disconnecting for a a half of the day every single day, living in isolation, which as uh, we were together then, I can tell you how fun that was. Um, (laughs) You could could finally uh, share with the world how that was for you. Nobody wants to hear about Nobody that. Nobody wants to hear about that. Um, but we also, you've, you've done 90 hour work weeks, all these crazy experiments. Um, so you've tried all sorts of different rituals to figure out what works for you. And you have too, but more out of necessity than the want of experimenting with rituals. Yeah. So it's definitely, so I, I mean, we kind of talked about this last week, but yes, I am finishing my PhD and this means that I'm working on my thesis and a whole bunch of different research projects all the time. And, yeah. but I'm also TAing. So I'm grading. I have to prep with lectures. I have to do tutorials and I'm also working. So I'm an economist. And, um, I mean, if this goes hand in hand with a lot of the research that I get to do, luckily I get to blend the two, but I, it does mean that I'm running uh, or I'm managing, uh, evaluation for development projects all over the world. Yeah, you're going off to Zimbabwe this Sunday. Yeah, I leave in two days, so that's really exciting. But um, <laughs> Not for me. So it just means I worry, that, but... I mean, everybody's got lots to do, but I mean, nothing will fa- make you fa- find a good system better than the need to do. And on top of that, you have to deal with me, uh, your high-maintenance fiancé. Oh, yes. Well, you're very easy, but I mean, it does have, I mean, I want to make sure I have time for all the stuff I love to do, like hanging out with you and going to the gym and going for runs and, yeah. oh, you know, planning a wedding well, on that's, the side. That's a good point because that's why ritual should exist, right? That's why productivity advice should exist to make more time for what's actually meaningful, mm-hmm. not to be able to for cram sure. more into our day, but to uh, be able to fit more into our lives. There's that, that wonderful quote from Annie Lamott, where she says, uh, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. And I, I think that's exactly true because the best rituals in the world can set you up to live not just the day you want, but days accumulate into a life that's uh, either w- lived in a way that you like or, or not. So that's what we're 
that's a high lofty goal, but I think that's what we're hoping to do here on a couple mm-hmm. different levels. There's a you know a couple different ways that I personally see uh, rituals. We have the weekly level and kind of the general level, which we'll start focusing on. Uh, but then you have the daily, the the nitty gritty stuff. So maybe we could start with the with the weekly ones and move on to the daily ones. I'm still reeling from the fact that you were able to just like drop a quote in there from Andy Lamont. That's uh wasn't expecting have you just ever a random been quote. this in, in love with me? This <laughs> I don't know if I have. Th- this wasn't in our Google Doc for the episode. No, it wasn't. But anyway, we can dive into some weekly rituals. Why don't we? Why don't we start with the weekly review? Uh, mm. This is something that I don't think David and I chatted. We didn't really get into the nitty gritty last episode. But this is an element from his system that I love, and I know that as you've experimented with this ritual as well, I think you've come to love this too. Yeah. Yeah, and this was actually kind of something. So I read "Getting Things Done" way late in the game. So this was actually something You're a I late started. Bloomer. Yeah, I mean, I've only just recently finished it, and it's been something I've slowly read over a long time. So I mean, but the weekly review was something I actually started doing after we went to my family's place in Saskatchewan, which is rural Canada for anybody who's not in Canada. Um, so it's western half of the country, and we we were there visiting family, and my aunt. It was a Sunday, and she pulled out basically her agenda and just planned out her week in front of everybody when there was kind of a lull in the, in the family activities. Yeah. And I thought, man, that is so missing from my day uh, yeah. or from my week. And, and she's a busy person. And she is. She's a, she's a CEO of a big, big nonprofit in Saskatchewan. So it, it's a huge role. And she's got a lot going on. She's a single mom too. So she's somebody I, I look up to for sure. And, and I want to be able to have that kind of balance in my life that she does. So uh, I really started it from there. And I think we both kind of have different approaches to how we do a weekly review, but yeah, something that's a big part of both of our lives. So what do you do? So every week I kind of either somewhere between Friday and Monday morning. I'm never, I, I don't like... <laughs> somewhere in there. I really don't like over scripting my life so that is i will never be the type that sits down every sunday at 8 p.m unlike these podcast episodes which we script to a t i mean i like i love organization (laughs) but i hate over structuring my life so on it takes all the fun out of it exactly so somewhere between friday night usually and monday morning i will take maybe 10 minutes to just kind of plan out my week um, and this is basically, this is so I'm never really surprised by anything coming up. If if I know I have a doctor's appointment or if I know you're going to be out of town, I can plan my week ahead of time. Or if I know I have a big deadline or if I want to get a draft done by a certain date, yeah. I'm never surprised. Um, so basically, every I will figure out what my big accomplishments are, I need to do by the end of the week, what I want to do by the end of the week, and then all the other things in between. And I, I, I basically check, block out big blocks of time. So three or four hours here and there for basically what I want to be spending my time in in the mornings, what I want to spend my time on in the evenings, when I want to do my workouts and all of the logistical stuff around that. So if I know I have cello on Wednesday, but I'm not going to be in the office until, or I'm not going to be near where I have my cello lesson, I know I have to bring my cello to campus the day before. Yeah. So that kind of thing. Um, just lets me plan out my whole week and make sure I have reminders for when I need to remind myself to leave for something. Um, so that's all built in. So I kind of just go through my week on well, this, autopilot logistically wise. Yeah, it, it, this kind of touches on the philosophy of why rituals should exist. You know, the, like it's great to plan out a week, 
But like for every minute you spend planning, because it's like a productivity strategy, you have to make that time back and then some, right? And, and like it's it's possible to over plan. Like I feel some people read a book such as Getting Things Done and they think, okay, I'm going to follow every single thing in this system. Uh, and I've had the chance to chat with David several times and he'll be the first to say that you should not do that. You should take the parts that work for you and leave the rest. Uh, and this episode, you know, take the part, the ideas that we are chatting about today and leave the rest. Take the parts of getting things done that work for you and leave the rest. But that's the golden rule that I think we should be measuring these strategies against is how much time do they let you earn back? And that's that's the benchmark that I've used for the longest of times. And so I have a few weekly rituals that I love that are very, very simple though. Like they get let me get out of the way and, and just kind of think about where I'm going to be that week and what I'm going to be doing. So every week I look at the previous and the next week's to-do items so that I have some vis- visibility, not just of what I'm going to do, but what I have accomplished. Because this is something that uh, you know you quickly find as you invest in your productivity is we so often think infinitely more uh, about the things that we haven't done way more than the things that we have done. Um, and, and so I think that's critical looking at the schedule uh, that I had from the previous week and looking at the week ahead to see, okay, maybe I have to be in New York. Maybe I have to be in San Francisco. Maybe I have to be in Vancouver. And I haven't noticed that yet because I live my life in in oblivion. <laughs> and I, I review my accomplishments list every week that I maintain throughout the, the year. Um, and, you know, I, I do a daily review as well that's similar to this, where I look at my calendar and the task list for that day before I jump into anything else to sort of just align myself to where I need to be. I think it's kind of funny because I think your work on a day-to-day basis or is a lot less structured. I mean, the work you do is just less structured than what I yeah. tend to do. I mean, doing a thesis is is fairly unstructured, but I still have all of the other pieces that force me to have structure in my day-to-day. But I have a lot less structure in my approach to these accomplishment lists where yeah. where I think you maybe need to have more structure or or nothing would get done. Um, but <laughs> yeah. so on, on their, I think maybe this is a good place to kind of transition to what our days look like on a day to day. So I think this is where I have probably spent a lot more time kind of fine tuning. Um, just because I know when we go from in, in, in a PhD, after you finish all of the coursework and the comprehensive exams, you switch into like purely being dedicated your, to research. And that's a big transition, especially when you have other things that could be taking up your time. So I know a lot of people doing PhD programs or, or these kinds of research end up kind of floundering where it's very easy to get distracted and yeah, done. people burn through like whole years of time without just a lot, treading water. without a lot of accomplishments and and that's that can very easily happen when you transition from having structure to having absolutely none and i know i was really mindful of not falling into that trap i really didn't want to fall into that so what i have found works the best for me is i'm definitely a morning person i am one of those people who can get a ton done before 8 a.m and i love that um, and I think I, so what I tend to do is I get up at about 5 a.m. Um, and I will usually book a focus mate session, which is this really awesome website where you can basically work virtually with somebody for an hour. And having somebody else waiting for me is the best way yeah. to get out of bed because it forces me. I am a morning person, but yeah, 5 a.m. can be difficult at any day. So um, we'll have to do a, an episode on- of our favorite 
apps for getting stuff done because <laughs> yes, I think I feel good. we have a lot to say about this topic. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's a whole topic on its own. So, I mean this once I have I have a focus mate session usually at least one set up for five five thirty in the morning uh, that forces me to get out of bed, make some tea, and dive into work right away before focus everybody's is, emailing me. Focus mate is great by the way. The, the other day I was working with like a high school student from Sweden that was studying for her history exam. Uh, then then I was working with a lawyer from the UK for another 50 minutes. Uh, then I was working with uh, a writer from Los Angeles. It's a wonderful, wonderful, you know, in case people don't listen to the app episode, it's a wonderful uh, service for keeping you accountable too. Because at the beginning of these calls, you share with the person, okay, this is what I want to accomplish for these 50 minutes. And at the end of it, you check in to see how it went and they're on video the whole time. And there's something about the fact that there's a video, a live yeah. video of a person it, working. It's weird, but it makes you really focused. Oh yeah. That accountability piece is, is super valuable. I think between accountability and apps, we've got a lot of content there. So those should be deferred, I think, to different episodes because they're just so valuable yeah. all on their own. So, But you also have to but, be accountable to me every week. Yeah. So there's that. So, I mean, I, I didn't really fully <laughs> explain the 5 a.m. thing. I'd book a focus me session simply so I have three or four hours in the morning that I can dive really deep into research, into working on my papers. Um, so that doesn't get neglected because I think with everything else going on, that can easily be, oh, I can do it later. I can do it later because yeah. there are no big deadlines. Uh, but I want to finish this PhD ASAP. So, I mean, this is something I'm prioritizing and the only way I'll prioritize it is if I do it before everybody emails me. So uh, in the morning, <laughs> I make sure I carve out several good hours of really deep work on 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 my dissertation. So that's something that I've come to do in the last month or so and absolutely love. And then usually I then move on to having one of my nice, after the digital declutter, man, my <laughs> my nice tea and a workout in the morning, that's something I definitely don't skimp on. I always make sure I carve out about an hour to kind of transition from research mode to whatever's next. Yeah. Um, and I mean, not every day is going to be able to do this, but I mean, that's definitely how I structure the majority of my days. Because after the research, you then have to go into the office often. Yeah, so to- often I'll go into the office and this will be split between whether or not I'm working on grading or whatever on school campus, work. campus, or yeah. not, not school, but, but, but campus obligations or whether I'm working at my job where I am an economist and, uh, and that is where I do a bunch of evaluation for international development projects. And yeah. so that's usually how I compartmentalize the different pieces of my day. Hmm. Um, so I think that tends to work for me, but in, I mean, one big part of this is for how to deal with micro stuff that comes up. Like how do you document the ideas that come up or things, oh, I have to remember I do this. And I know this is really unsophisticated, but I use Post-its for everything. It's barbaric, are No, I'm pretty sure my entire like work life would fall apart if I didn't use Post-its. i probably go through a You'd be on the streets? No, it would be bad. So, I mean, I use Post-its for everything. If I come up with an idea or if I, oh, I want to remember to do this, I put a, take a Post-it note and I just stick it on my computer. And usually at the end of the day, I will kind of put those in a more structured place, like in Things, which is the best app ever. Um, but, but The to-do but, list app. But the to-do list app. Um, and between post-it notes um, and occasionally a computer note, I will I have somewhere to document everything when it comes up uh, as we go. You're the only person that I've ever met who actually used the post-it notes application on the computer. I love the post-it notes. Stickies, I think is what it's Stickies, called. Stickies, that's it's what it's called. The best. Um, and yeah, I love that. And I, I, I really push back on overly structured work systems and apps. I mean, you can 
there's an app for everything and yeah. most of life's problems can't be solved by an app. So I think I beg to disagree. You beg to disagree. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. <laughs> I think I can't name of one. Uh, I can't even think of one problem that couldn't be solved with an app. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but I, I really do think post-it notes are just, they're so flexible, they're so adaptable, and they're so easy that I think it's just the go-to for me for recording stuff on the go. What do you record? I mean, if the, if I remember, oh, I want to make sure I check this variable in my data set or if I want to, yeah. if I want to take a summary of this or if I, I want to explore maybe this kind of distribution in my paper, um, this would be... These are the things that I just jot so down. So any random thought. Any random thought. If I, or maybe it's pick up something on the way home or make sure I text Chris after I finish up whatever and I'm ask doing. ask him if he wants a burrito and, on your walk home. <laughs> oh, you wish. No, I, no, that's definitely something that's come up on post-it notes. So, I mean, these are, I mean, everything, I try to be very focused. So I'm only doing one thing at one time. And if things come up that I'm, oh, I really want to text somebody in between things that I can always jot down as a post-it note. That's awesome. It reminds me of uh, keeping a distractions list, which is something I'm a huge proponent of. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you're working and you think, oh, I need to check Twitter or I want to check Instagram or I need to remember to email whomever, whatever, you just jot it down on the list. And then when the focus session is up, you're done hyper-focusing on something. Then you can tend to all of those things, the, the temptations that you had, the impulses that you had, the things that you need to do that you don't want to slip through the cracks. Uh, I think, you know, Getting Things Done is a polarizing book. There are some people who read it and they think, I'm diving headfirst into this system. I'm doing this like 110%. But then you have the people who think, man, this is the driest book I've ever read. And I've heard from people on both sides of the aisle. But I think the, the main thing that you have to take from that book is that your head is for having ideas, not for holding them. Uh, your, your head is a, a, the worst office and filing cabinet that you could possibly have. It's designed to have information. It's designed to, to make connections between the information that you know, not to store where you have to be and when you have to be there. Get that stuff out of your head. And that, that's what I try to do throughout the week. Uh, so I, I keep a few lists in, in that way. So I keep a waiting for list, uh, which keeps track of everything that I'm waiting on at any given time. And I mentioned it at the end of the episode last week. I keep a list of all the contexts that I have. And so on my context list, I'll have a list of things to do the next time I'm in New York City, the next time I'm visiting my parents, the next time uh, I'm visiting your parents, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be, uh, so that I know uh, that when I'm in that circumstance that I should do those things. And those things are held in a container that I review regularly. Uh, usually every week or two. Uh, and, you know, the, the daily for me, you know, like you said, I have a lot of structure around the day, which allows me to have less structure during the day because I have the forethought to, to know how much I need. And plus the nature of the work is a bit less structured as well. So sometimes I'm traveling, sometimes I'm at home, sometimes I'm on a tight book deadline, sometimes I'm not on a tight book deadline and I can just slack off all day. Uh, sometimes I have to do uh, five talks in five different cities in seven days and I have to jump from city to city to city. Sometimes I won't have talks for weeks. And so it really does vary. And I try to structure my days around 
what I have to accomplish. And I think the, the more autonomy that uh, somebody has in their work, the more critical it is for them to structure their days around what they have to accomplish, as opposed to trying to accomplish something with a structure that they already have. Yeah, because so you, you kind of set your day around this three things every day, right? Mm-hmm. Where And I think I do this, but a little less formally. So I know every week we kind of talked about how... So, this is a little gimmicky, but I, I really do. This has been a huge game changer for me where I email you every week at the beginning <laughs> of the week, basically with a list of things that I'm going to accomplish in just for the, my research and my dissertation, uh, just to have some accountability built into that part of my work. Um, and I think that is one part of a kind of weekly accomplishments list that I'm committing to. Yeah. And that's one subset of, of my, my broader list of things that I want to finish every week. And that is how I build in my, 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 when I plan out my week in advance, that's how I come up with that list is, is through my, the things I'm committing to for my, my PhD and the things that I need to accomplish for work and, and everything in between. So my personal stuff too, if I want to finish whatever cello book, uh, that's definitely something that enters in this list. Yeah, And I think I plan that at a more weekly level and then plan out my week so that I have set aside time for this thing and this thing or whatever tasks they are in Mm -hmm. my week. And then my days are already pre-described for me. So it works towards a weekly goal without having a daily set three things. Although I do still use things on a daily basis too, where I have my, I'm going to finish these four or five things, but I don't think I have this defined three thing rule that you do yeah which i love and and just a quick primer on that rule uh the rule of three where essentially at the start of the day you fast forward to the end of the day in your head and you ask yourself that by the time that this day is done what three main things will i want to have accomplished and it's simple but it forces you to prioritize and become more deliberate about what you work on every single day and I love it. And we can't remember 10 things that we have to do, but usually we can remember three things. And it's kind of, I like what you said about sending me the, the weekly uh, things that you want to accomplish, because I think that's a central theme of this episode is when the work that we do is less structured. I know you have no problem doing the uh, analytics work that you do, mm-hmm. um, the statistical analyses for the development projects around the world, uh, because it, it, it's just, you know, there's deadlines imposed in on you by your boss that are two, week, two weeks from now or two days from now. Yeah, exactly. It's but very when, easy to meet those, those objectives. two years from now for a thesis, God help you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you face the same thing with the book proposal. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in the way that I have a blend of both structured and unstructured work in my day. So I, it forces me to put a little more structure around the unstructured stuff, whereas yeah. you don't have that. So I think you, you, you need to have more of those strict rules in place around your work where I tend to have, I, I also really, really hate the idea of lists that are very structured and formal that mm-hmm. just doesn't work for me where a, a general rule of getting up at 5 a.m., working for f- half of my day on my dissertation, taking a quick self-care break, and then t- spending the rest of my day on on, on um, actual like employed work is, is is a good rule of thumb for me. So a few rules to to wrap up that I think we like to follow 
uh, with the rituals. Number one, externalize the different things that you have to get done, regardless of the system that works well for you. Uh, it, it could be a complex to-do list system. Uh, it could be uh, get, going all in on getting things done and creating some Rube Goldberg-esque contraption of systems and pulleys and levers just to get done and organize everything on your plate. But whatever it is, get it out of your head. Uh, I think that's sort of the first rule. And the second rule uh, that I think you've uh, mastered is the accountability aspect, especially the accountability around the uh, unstructured parts of the of the work. Yeah, I think accountability is incredibly important. And I think with so many people doing less and less structured work, I, I think this is going to be a really important piece for more and more people. Yeah. And the third one, not too much time. You know, it's so easy to spend hours organizing everything on your plate, but that's time that you don't spend doing the work itself. Oh, yeah. I mean, I use Post-its because they're really fast and they're easy <laughs> and and it doesn't require using a really complicated software or or crazy project. I, I I used just post-it notes for project management for a very long time. And this was with lots of people involved and, and for projects that there were a lot of things moving at one time. So, I mean, if I, I don't like overcomplicated systems and, yeah. and things that take a lot of time. So finding a simple approach that works is ideal. Yeah. And experimenting with everything, you know, trying a few things out from this episode, the weekly review. Trying trying that mm-hmm. out, looking at your schedule, looking at your to-do list, keeping logs of what you finished last, last week so you could kind of pat yourself on the back uh, as momentum going into the, the following week, setting weekly intentions, daily intentions, um, looking at that, that weekly planning ritual that you love so much to structure your week ahead. But considering these lists, the context list, the waiting for list, um, and, and I think really that stepping back, that deliberateness is so, uh, so critical with all this stuff. And so a few things that folks can try out. Oh, for sure. That'd be, yeah. So finishing up, becomingbettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode. Review the show. It helps more people find it. Maybe we can get up to 100 countries by the time the next episode lands. Uh, Reviewing the show helps more people find it. I hope you have a wonderful week. We will see you in a couple Tuesdays. Maybe we should talk about apps next week. I think that sounds fun. Have a good week, everybody. See you soon.